First up today, we all know that the first 1,000 days are the most important days in a child's life. Forget saving up to send them to the best possible secondary school. Forget putting aside money to help them through university or an apprentice training scheme. Invest in a child in the first 1,000 days, say all the child development experts, and you will reap the rewards. It is pretty much when a child's path is predetermined. You can patch things up a little later, perhaps, but the first 1,000 days sets a child's life in motion. We also know that there are some children who have a less than optimal start in life. To put it gently, they're behind the eight ball before they're even born. But if they are able to get access to quality early childhood education, some of those deficiencies can and are mitigated. As the child psychologists and developmental experts say, it only takes one person to care about a child, to nurture a child, to take an interest in a child, one educator to believe in a child, to transform lives. But if you're looking to our early childhood sector to mitigate some of the damage, you're looking in the wrong place. It's going downhill and it's a sector heading backwards. It is child farming and early childhood education is a wreck. That is not the opinion of dissatisfied parents who want the very best for their Henrys and Henriettas, who don't believe their little darlings are being nurtured along the lines that they themselves would do it. These harsh and brutal criticisms of the sector are the opinions of the very people who work in it. These are the views of a thousand men and women working right across early childhood education in centres, kindergartens, home-based care and other areas in early childhood education. There's a story in the New Zealand Herald that is well worth reading if you have young people in your lives. These 1,000 men and women have little confidence that the government will deliver on pay parity. They feel the quality of care for children has worsened in the past four years. Qualified teachers are hard to come by and centres are struggling to afford anything but the minimum staff numbers. According to the respondents, New Zealand was once a leader in early childhood education. Now, says one, we should be ashamed of the care being offered to our children. It sounds absolutely dire and frightening if you have a child or a grandchild in early childhood education. But it's on a par with the rest of our education system, which has been going downhill rapidly for a very long time now. Chris Hipkins is passionate, he says, about early childhood education, and I believe that. He says the government is making positive changes and moving the sector in the right direction, and he points the finger firmly at National. He says much of the criticism in the survey is aimed at staffing, ratios and pay in the for-profit part of the sector, which grew massively under National and is now embedded. So he's pointing the finger at the private early childhood education providers, and there are a lot of them. He says, we have no plans to nationalise the sector, but we are strongly focused on lifting pay and quality across the board. He says, a pay gap has built up over time and blamed the previous national government for stopping the practice of passing on increased kindergarten funding rates that met the cost of pay settlements to education and care services. So I would love to hear from you on this. I, I've got a grandchild in early childhood 
education. Mm-hmm. To me, the teachers seem incredible. They're proactive. They're positive. We get constant feedback. Or the parents do, and I hover and look over their shoulders. Um, she's happy there. She's engaged. There are you know, never any incidents, which would always be a little alarming. The teachers seem absolutely onto it. I would not have believed this report until I read it in the Herald. And what is really concerning is, one, that the criticisms come from the people within the sector themselves. These are not disgruntled parents who think that their own child you know, is the next saviour and deserves to be treated as such. This comes from the people who are teaching our children. And the second thing that really concerns me is this is on a par with the rest of our education system. To quote an oft-used talkback phrase that hasn't been used for some time, it's going to hell in a handbasket. And, I, you know, I suppose we shouldn't be surprised that early childhood education is suffering from the same malaise as the drop in standards in our primary schools and our secondary schools. I would love to hear from those of you who are involved in the industry, who are involved in the sector, because it is an industry. I think Chris Hipkins is right. There are many early childhood education providers that are doing it for profit. It is a money-making industry. It doesn't necessarily mean that has to be bad, but it does when the people within the sector say that it has gone downhill. So those of you working within the sector, within the industry, and those of you with children at early childhood centres, and there are more and more of them as parents struggle to live on one salary. For many, the extra dollars you get after you've paid the exorbitant fees at an early childhood centre, those few extra dollars are what you need to get by from week to week. I think back to the days when I was a single working mother paying rent in central Auckland, paying a nanny for the first three years and then sending my daughter to an early childhood education centre, which was very good. I did all that on one wage. It seems an impossible dream now. So you've got more children going into early childhood education centres at a time when the very people working in them say they're terrible places to be.